What's going on, guys? Happy New Year. Welcome in to the first episode of the Ask Tony Show. Happy 2022. Hope everybody had a tremendous holiday season. It's Monday, January 3rd. So everyone's starting to go back to work. Things are starting to get back to normal. So I really hope that you guys enjoyed your time with your family, with your loved ones. And like I said, now it's time to transition into this new year, 2022. So every year I try to jump on and talk about something that, in my opinion, can kind of help you set yourself up for what's going to be the rest of the year. And so it happens every single year that on January 1st, you start to see a lot of people post about their goals and starting to post about their resolutions and the things that they want to do and you know how they're going to do all these great things and how this is going to be their year. And so I love it because there's so much optimism in the air come the first week of January. As you guys know, there's always that uh, famous joke that the gyms are going to be full the first two weeks of January, and then people are going to stop going. But like right now, if you go to the gym, it's going to be completely packed with resolutioners. And I think that that's a great thing. Honestly, I think that you know, whenever we as a society can find reasons to motivate ourselves and we can find ways to change things, then I think that that is always a good thing and it's something that we should encourage. But if we talk about that trend, for example, the new year resolution or at the gym, everybody knows that that rush of the resolutioners only lasts two, three, maybe four weeks. Come February, March, things are back to normal. You start seeing the same people at, at the gym. It's not so packed. And so there's this interesting dynamic of where we kind of understand that the resolutioners are going to kind of fall off, right? That they're not going to keep doing it, at least most people. And I've always found that dynamic to be interesting. And I found myself asking why. Why is it that it's so difficult for a lot of us to continue with our goals over long periods of time? And so I want to kind of address that, in my opinion, because I've had a lot of planning sessions and you know, business strategy sessions and things like that over the course of my career. And I've learned so much from those that I think that I can provide a little bit of insight that's a little bit different. And I want to kind of give you guys a little glimpse of how I see things. Hopefully it's valuable for you. It might be, it might not be. But as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I no longer set goals. I don't set any goals. I don't have any goals. If you ask me, what's your goal for 2022? I don't really have any. You know, there are things that I would like to accomplish, but I'll kind of talk about the difference between things that we'd like to do versus actual goals and why I think that actual goals are in truth quite detrimental and in truth quite harmful to people. And it really ends up being something counterproductive. A couple of reasons why. And I'm going to use two very concrete examples of types of goals that people set that I think everybody can kind of relate to. And it's, it's very easy to understand. Number one with fitness, I was scrolling through Twitter, uh, the other day and there was multiple little polls, you know, how Twitter does those, those polls from big accounts saying, what was your biggest goal for 2022? And the biggest one, and usually the biggest one is to get in better shape. So I think like 46% of the people that took that poll and it was a sizable poll. It was 
either tens or hundreds of thousands of people. So it was, it was a pretty large group of people, like 46% said that their main goal was to get in better shape, to exercise more in 2022, which has been kind of a consistent trend that I've seen over the last three or four years. Fitness seems to be a very strong goal when people start off the year. Number two, and I think the other number two was like 29% or 28% was to make more money. So typically the top two goals that you see people set are number one, fitness, and number two, money. So I want to talk about those two and kind of how I see those based on past experiences and conversations with a lot of people um, around those two kind of pillar goals and pillar topics that are so crucial to all of us. And so number one, fitness. When we talk about wanting to get in better shape, I think you have to be careful with how you set that goal. You really do because number one, you're dealing with something that is very sensitive when we talk about your self-image. And so fitness is very closely tied to your self-esteem because it's plainly visible when you're out of shape, right? And so a lot of people that want to improve their fitness, they want to do so because they don't feel good, because their self-esteem is low, because they feel like they don't like what they see in the mirror, they don't feel energetic, they don't feel attractive. And so in many cases, it starts from a fairly negative place where, as I mentioned before, anything that motivates you and gives you positive juice to try to make a change is fantastic. So I love the resolutioner for their tenacity to want to do something. But going back to the question of why we end up failing, I think that there are a couple of reasons for that. Number one, when I've spoken to people that set fitness goals, they always focus on the number. And here I will be completely honest and transparent. I am guilty of this. And I'm guilty of this fairly recently, to be honest with you. Because when you set an arbitrary weight loss goal, right? There's so many factors that are unknown. There's so many things that you don't know, especially if you haven't been doing this for a long time. So if you say, for example, I want to lose 50 pounds, okay, in how long? Okay, I want to lose 50 pounds in in six months. Okay, cool. When I ask people why they chose that goal, it's very difficult to get a good answer. Sometimes it's like, well, I mean, I don't know. I used to weigh... I don't know, 150 pounds in high school and now I'm like 200. So, I mean, it would be cool to kind of get back to the weight or, you know, when I got married, I was, I was leaner, I was around, like there's never really a concrete reason why it's that number. And so what ends up happening is that you set this arbitrary goal of a number that you pulled out of thin air of some connection to the past of why you want to be that weight. And you set a time limit that is also just as arbitrary, whether it be you want to do it in six months because there's some event in six months, or you want to look good for the summertime, or whatever the case may be, but you set this date. And the problem is that you don't know if that is achievable. So what happens? You go to work, and you start to try to reach that goal. But inevitably, just like any goal, you realize how difficult it actually is, and you realize how much you have to sacrifice, how much, you know, how many, how much you have to change in order to make that a reality. And so when that realization hits you of how difficult this is actually going to be, now you start to feel a lot of pressure. Now it's where 
the goal starts to become something negative. And again, full transparency, I have felt this way. And it's one of the reasons why I no longer set goals. Um, and a lot of people are going to disagree with that, but hear me out. So what ends up happening is it's this vicious cycle where you have a resolution moment. You say you're going to change something. You start to take some action, but then something happens, right? You realize that it's really difficult or now you're sore, everything hurts. And so then enters the, the little voice on your shoulder, the little whisper that says that you got to push through that you got to you got to push you got to suffer you have to you know just give everything up and you got to just regardless of how you feel you got to push 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 and so let's say you do that and you continue to push and you start to see a little bit of results and you know here and there and occasionally you'll have a little bit of highs where it'll kind of keep you motivated but essentially you're suffering but you tell yourself that that's the way it has to be. Either you tell yourself or people around you tell you that that's the way that it has to be. And so you keep punishing yourself to try to reach a goal of a number. And so for me, it's been a situation where if I focus solely on that number, it's something that I've learned fairly recently. It doesn't work for me. My brain doesn't work that way. And so I'm a very analytical person, so I, I have to try to understand why I'm not getting closer to that goal. And if I don't have that information, it creates frustration for me. So the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because, again, I have felt this fairly recently, and I think that it's entirely counterproductive. I had to kind of snap out of it, change my mentality, and see things differently in order to properly contextualize where I wanted to go. So it's not about just a number in a set period of time for most people. For most people. And why do I say for most people? Because there are also other people who have a real deadline. For example, if you're prepping for a sporting event or if you know you have some responsibility that is very real, it's an actual deadline, not one that you set for no, no apparent reason, then that's a different conversation. But for most people, it's just they want to lose X amount of pounds in X amount of days or months or weeks, and they don't know if their body can actually do that. They don't know if... It's going to take some trial and error, just like anything else. Whenever you jump into something like fitness, it's a learning process. You're going to learn about yourself. You're going to start to change the way that you eat and what do you like and what do you not like? And you're going to start experimenting with different kinds of cardio. And are you going to weight lift or are you going to do more cardio? What, what is it that you enjoy more? Are you going to do more sports? Are you going to do more mobility work? Are you going to go heavy lifting? Like, What are you going to do and what is going to have the best result for your body um, that is sustainable. Because again, remember, it's not just about losing the weight. That's why I think that the goal in, in and of itself is flawed from the beginning. Because the goal isn't really to lose the weight, guys. The goal is to feel better, to look better, right? Even if you think that it's a vanity metric, it is a metric. You want to look better. You want to feel better. You want to have more energy. So those things can happen for you. And it can end up being something sustainable, not to the point where you're chasing a number. And if you don't get there, now you feel like you're a piece of shit, which is what I think happens to a lot of people, to be honest. That's why the resolutioners do not continue to do so, because the more that they go through this process, they realize how hard it is and the amount of time that it's going to take. And they're like, fuck, like, I just don't feel like this is worth it. And so they stop. When if they could make that shift of, I'm not just chasing a number and I'm not just 
fighting against the clock. I'm trying to change the way I am so that I can be more energetic, so that I can, you know, look better and feel better. Because when you see it that way, when you see it in the macro of an entire lifespan versus just what's going to happen in the next six months, you realize that with these changes, something's going to happen eventually. But you have to have patience and perseverance. But if you put yourself in a position where you're bombarding yourself with stress over an arbitrary bullshit deadline that you pulled out of your ass, then you're just, you're setting yourself up for failure. So when it comes to fitness, that's kind of the way that I see it. Because again, we're, we're looking for sustainability. We're looking for the long term. And if you're just always chasing that carrot all the time, all the time, all the time of this number and this clock, then it becomes very counterproductive and very difficult to do. And it makes it a not very enjoyable process, to be honest. So when you talk about fitness, that's kind of one side. The other side is money and kind of career success. And I want to talk from my personal experiences about this, but pretty much everything that I have accomplished in my career over the last nine years, none of it was a goal that I had. None of it. I, it was never a goal of mine to be a real estate agent. It was never a goal of mine to become a principal broker. It was never a goal to be on the Forbes real estate council. It was never a goal. I just tried hard to be the best agent that I could And then good things started to happen. But knowing that and kind of going back in retrospect and seeing the accomplishments that I've had, they've never been goals. You know, it was never a goal to start the Utah Podcast Coalition and be a director of that with our amazing group. And so because my biggest accomplishments have come from things that were never goals, I feel like I have a different perspective. And I would ask you to really analyze your wins and ask yourself if it was a concrete goal. For many people, the answer is going to be yes. For other people, the answer is going to be no. But my argument is that it becomes kind of the same thing that we talked about with fitness is you're always chasing something. You're always chasing something and it becomes something where you're never satisfied, where it's never enough. So when you talk about money, for example, you might, again, set some arbitrary bullshit number of how much money you want to make in a year. Where does that number come from? Most people don't even know, right? Most people have no idea. They just say, the $100,000, the $500,000, the, and how do I know this? Because I've, I've gone to all these, a lot of these seminars where people are planning shit. And when we get to the money question, people write, do they just write whatever number? And the presenter is always like, well, you got to put something that scares you and you got to put something that you've, you never thought was possible and all these different things. So people pick a number out of thin air and they put it on their paper, but they never sit down to actually think if that is attainable, if that is possible. If they're an employee, you know, how are you going to go from $54,000 a year to $400,000 a year just because you wrote it on a piece of paper? Like there has to be some substance to what you're trying to accomplish. Because if there's not, then you run into frustration. You may not be in a point in your life where you can make that jump. And so if you talk about being an entrepreneur, for example, you want to triple your business in 2022. Well, that sounds good, but is your business in a place where it can do that? Do you have the people, the systems? You know, what do you need to learn? Where do you need to expand? What people do you need to meet? There's, there's so much that goes into that that I think that 
a better approach, instead of, again, setting deadlines and setting arbitrary numbers, it's just looking in the mirror and saying, okay, I'm going to be the best blank I can be, whatever it is. So I'll talk to entrepreneurs because a lot of people that listen to my show are entrepreneurs. Whatever you're doing, you're going to be the best realtor. You're going to be the best loan officer. You're going to be the best whatever whatever it is that you do. If you have a catering company, if you're a photographer, if you do sheetrock, if you have a painting company, whatever it is, landscaping, you name it, you're going to be the best blank, fill in the blank that you can possibly be and see what happens and see what happens. Because again, this process of growth, you have to enjoy the process, guys. And Gary Vee talks about this a lot, but I feel like a lot of us just don't get it. The process is the dream. And my brother, who's a boxing coach, says this all the time. So shout out to Eric uh, for kind of instilling this in his crew and the people that he works with, where the process is the dream, the the getting better, the you know, learning, the connecting with people, the expanding, all of that is the process. And eventually, you're going to get, well, you might get to where you want to get, you might not, or you might surpass it. But there's so many unknown factors that you can't even consider because you don't even know what they are. So again, if we set deadlines for ourselves and we set these arbitrary numbers that don't really have any basis or substance in reality, and there's really no forethought into why it's that number, then you're probably going to set yourself up for failure. You just are. And what I have found is that I have ended up achieving so much more when I'm not chasing shit. Because it's so depressing, guys, to reach one goal and then you're on to the next one and you're on to the next one and you're on to the next one and you're on to the next one. And so what ends up happening is a lot of folks do not have the ability to celebrate their wins. They don't. They completely lose it. And they actually feel guilty if they do celebrate their wins because they feel like they're complacent or hustle culture tells them that that's not what they're supposed to do. And so there's a lot of guilt behind enjoying the process and enjoying what you're doing and enjoying, and this sounds so weird to just say, but enjoying not having accomplished your goal yet. There's a lot of shame in celebrating not having accomplished your goal yet. So for example, if your goal is to make $200,000 a year, right now you're making 50. If you make it to 100, that's a win. Like that's, that's a tremendous win. That's a 100% increase, right? You doubled your income. But a lot of people would see it as a loss. They'd see it as a loss because they didn't reach 200, right? So I think that you have to be able to gauge yourself and ask yourself, okay, did I actually do my best? Did I do everything that I could do? Did I really push myself? And if the answer is yes, then you have to live with the result. If the answer is no, well, now you have data, right? Now you have something that you can build on a foundation where you can say, okay, this is where I need to improve. And you continue to build and you continue to get better. But again, all of these numbers and deadlines and stress and bullshit that we put on ourselves is not helping. Why do you think people are so depressed? Why do you think people have so many issues with self-esteem and with self-worth and with self-value? Because they feel like they can't get shit done. And why do they feel like they can't get shit done? Because they're bombarded by these 
people on social media or these ideas that you have to win and you have to win now and you have to make all this millions of dollars now and you have to have ripped six-pack abs now and it's just not real. It's just not real, guys. So try to think about that. As you set your goals for 2022, you can either do what I do and just don't set any goals. You know, honestly, if someone asks me, hey, what do you want to do in 2022? I just want to be the best agent that I can. I want to provide as much value as I can for my clients and for the people that trust me. I want to make as many new relationships as I can. I want to meet new people. I want to have new experiences. I want to, you know, be able to spend more time with my son. I want to, but there, there's no number attached to it and there's no deadlines and there's no, there's no added stress or pressure. You know, I'm good. And I just trust that I have the skill set to build something. It might be in six months, 12 months, 18 months, 36 months. I don't know. And I don't know what I'm going to be confronted with over the next 12 months. I don't know what's going to happen in 2022. But whatever happens, I have trust in myself that I can figure it out and that I can actually create something valuable. And that's it. Like, that is it. There are no numbers, no deadlines, nothing. And what people will sometimes argue is that people that think like me don't get anything done. And again, I mean, I'll put my resume up against most people. And I think it's just about perception. So guys, think about that and really work hard this year to be the best version of yourself without shitting on yourself for arbitrary bullshit goals and numbers and deadlines. They really have no basis in fact.